This is a Radio.com original. I don't remember. BJ used to say, hold on a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hold on. You know, I mean, there's no way I'm making this turn, by the way. There's no way. I, went, I started doing the best I could do, coming around that bend. It was just too big. So all of a sudden, we go off the road, right? Off the, with the, um, we got the chimp in there who's going like, the chimp is like this. You know, he's like, what <laughs> <Yeah>. the hell? <laughs> Welcome to a new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities and others in the car industry. I'm Randy Cardoon. Back in the late 70s, the world was all about movies about tractor-trailer rigs on our national roadways. For example, the 1975 movie White Line Fever, the C.W. McCoy song, Convoy, remember that? Ride this truck and convoy across the USA, followed by Smokey and the Bandit in 1977, the Convoy movie in 1978, and Clint Eastwood's Every Which Way But Loose movie involving him and his orangutan named Clyde. Back then, TV shows notoriously copied the movies and thus created in 1978 BJ and the Bear. Greg Evigan played BJ McKay, a professional freelance itinerant trucker, according to Wikipedia, who traveled the country's highways in a red and white Kenworth K100 Aerodyne with a pet chimpanzee named Bear. By the way, that uh, monkey was named after Bear Bryant from Alabama, the former football coach. Yeah, I bet you didn't know that. Hot Rod Bob and I caught up with Evigan at a Hollywood show near LAX. Hey, Greg, what was the first memory you had of cars in your life growing up? First time when I, when I remember my father... Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey, and my father was, uh, we had a 57, this is give you talk. Hey, it could have been a really old car, right? Right. Uh, it, it was a 57 Chevy. He had a 57 Chevy. And uh, I think before that, he had one of those, uh, like a Hudson Hornet or something like that. He used to put a quart of oil a day in that thing. I remember, I love the way that oil looked when he put it in the, you know, the bottle. And and uh, so, so what the 57 Chevy guy, I used to look at the stick shift on that thing. I'm like, oh, man, maybe I'll just ask him. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll just Hey, you think I can shift it? I think I know how. And I think I was around seven years, eight or seven or eight. And he said, "Yeah, sure. You know, like uh, here, sit over here." So I'm, the first time was uh, that's the first time I got to actually use it. You know, shift it. So Dad let you pretty, do it. Uh, yeah, I was pretty. Uh, that was pretty neat. And I think we were in some parking lot. Yeah, that's where we were in a parking lot, uh, and uh, there wasn't anybody around. He says, "Well, you want to drive it, don't you?" I said, "Yeah." I think I, by then I'm maybe nine you know, just just my feet can touch just you know yeah. just touch the bottom you know and uh and I, I i drove it around the parking lot you know it was pretty rough <laughs> yeah. rain, you know yeah. so you know i knew that wasn't good so that was really the first time i actually drove a vehicle uh-huh. didn't go far just around you know maybe once he says all right that's enough that's good that's <laughs> you've <laughs> had your enough of my gears yeah you know yeah. Grind me a pound here. Yeah. Yeah. That so was you, my first, you know, encounter, you know, with the uh, cars. What was your first car? My first car was a Catalina Pontiac. Ah, ooh, so a little Pontiac, Pontiac fan for you. Yeah. And my uh and and What year do you remember? It was uh sixty. Okay. Was, oh the big the two dot tail lights in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh I remember uh my worst experience in I had I had I had a oh this is I'll tell you what this was. I just thought of my uh so I've got this 
now I've got the right to go out on the road myself, right? And I get, so I got a bunch, of course, I got a bunch of people in the car. I got, you know, there was six of us in the car. And, uh, and so we went in this back road. I said, man, you should see this. This thing is, this thing can move, you know. I mean, you step in this thing, it goes. So, uh, so we're in this a development area in Jersey. And there, there was the woods was at the end. And then, you know, we had about, I don't know, I was about, I'd say six blocks, seven blocks away from where the woods, where the dead end sign was, right? So I said, watch this, how this thing takes off. I'm gonna burn some rubber. I jam on that thing. Well, the car takes off, unstoppable. And everybody's freaking out. I can't stop the car. I didn't know what to do. I had no idea what to do. And all I know is we're going now, we're, we're up to almost 100 miles an hour. Whatever, whatever the car can do, wide open. So I'm, now I'm at a total panic. So I get, I get down. And, I, and all I could remember was, you know, my father talking about, you know, the, how the how the foot pedal worked. So I went down, and I and I grabbed. With, I mean, I'm I'm at your my blood is flowing to a, to a degree. Yeah, yeah a little you adrenaline. Know, I'm pulling this thing. I pull this thing out, and just before we get to that dead end sign, we jam on the brakes and stop. So I go home. Everybody's <laughs> freaked out. You know, I said, "Hey, Dad, something's wrong with that car." You know, he goes, "There's nothing wrong with that car." I said, "No, there's something wrong with that car." I said, we, you know, I, I stepped on the gas and the thing took off and we couldn't stop it. He goes, yeah, it's because you guys don't know what you're doing. You know, I said, yeah, all right, well, there's something wrong with that car. So I think it was about, I'd say probably, I don't know, maybe a month later or something. We went down to the shopping center to pick something up, you know, and he tries to get the light at the, at the and it was big, you know, there's a highway where there's a lot of traffic. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Jersey traffic. And uh, he guns it. And that car takes off, man. He's coming around the bounce so house. What? And I'm looking at him like, see? <laughs> you know, after all this time. <laughs> and well, he's, but he, he knew what to do. Turn the car off. I didn't right. think that. <laughs> I didn't think turn the car off, you know? So, uh, so it turned out, turned out that, uh, that the, uh, the engine rolled over on the linkage because the motor mounts are broken. Uh, so the motor mounts were broken and it just rolled over on the torque of it just rolled it over on the linkage and they don't even have a linkage anymore right oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i guess yeah, so. they do yeah okay good well i know i know with the prius and all that's just a like a, a magic pedal yeah it's well, electronics yeah, true yeah. that's yeah it's yeah. a little different yeah. but right. yeah so anyway that was the that was the story that was the uh that i can't think of anything honestly with a with a car that was more dramatic than that to me because i mean we just got killed that and was, and know. today's uh, how to save your life on a speeding car episode with Greg Evigan. <laughs> turn is, it off. Yeah, turn it's it off. brought to you by. Yeah. Well, the problem now is you've turned it off. You locked the steering column. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah, that's right. Nobody so you got it's a it's put a double-edged sword. You put it in neutral, yeah. blow the motor, but don't go any further. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and on the Prius, by the way, I found you know you heard about the Prius we're taking off. Right. I yeah. I, I don't know how real it was, but so but it got me going because I had a Prius. I got a Prius. So. Uh, so I, I figured, I'm going to try this. i got to try it. You know, so I'm, I brought it up to, I don't know, 60, 70, whatever. And you can't just put it in neutral. So you, for all you out there have Prius, Prius owners, I know there's a few of you. Uh -huh. um, yeah. You hold it in neutral. You hold it in neutral. And, and that's how, you know, you leave it in the neutral position. Yeah. And it will go in the neutral position while you're at 70 miles an hour. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So that's the key. Well, I understand from a few people, they've asked for the sudden acceleration to be added because they have no, no acceleration at all. 
So any oh, acceleration would yeah. work? Yeah, so any saying? acceleration would be wanted. I mean, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, as long as you could stop it, though. Yeah. That's oh, you want to stop, too. That's yeah. another option. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I don't know. Turning off, just turning, turning off, off the, the, the yeah. engine would probably not work. Probably not. That was electric. Yeah, well, yeah. and you, you said correctly that yeah. the It'll wheel would lock. Yeah. Right. Nothing okay. serious. You'll just go straight Real into whatever quick story. you're aiming for. Chrysler, I, I drove around in a Chrysler LeBaron in 1991. It's the one, basically, it looks like you get. It's a, the convertibles you would always get at a rental car place it, yeah. uh, back in the day, like a Chrysler Sebring or something. So I, But for some reason in the transmission, it was electrical, and every so often it wouldn't get out of second gear. So what I would do is I would pop it into – if I'm on the freeway, yeah. I didn't think about this, but if I popped it, I would pop it into neutral, turn the engine off, turn the engine on. <laughs> and I swear I'd pop it into gear, and it was fine. Yeah. Until I realized later, wait, wait. so if I turn the engine off, yeah. the wheel, steering wheel could lock? Yeah. Well, at least you're going straight down the freeway. Today's episode no, of How Not, not to Do Things yeah. with Randy Cardoon is brought to you by... <laughs> All right, so in BJ and LeBaire, you're driving an 18-wheeler. Right. Had you had any experience driving trucks that size? Yes, sir. Really? Now you mention it. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about this, but, you know, thinking of what this, what this concept here is you got going... Is uh, one day we're up in Tahoe, right? And uh, and we're shooting. And I said to the guy, and you know, we got snow, ice yeah. all over the road, and it was a worry, right? We didn't have the trailer on. We had just it was just the cat, just the tractor, just the tractor. Yeah. And uh, so so I said to the guys, hey, everything's clear, right? We got plenty of room, you know. Oh yeah, straight away all the way, Greg. Straight away all the way. I said, okay, perfect. That's what we want. So, uh, so you know, because we got to do all this dialogue, and we got the camera guys in the in the truck, we got the script guys, everything. So we're coming, you know, we're coming down this. It was a hill, you know. It was, it was a downhill grade. There was no straightaway. <laughs> this was not a straightaway. Okay. All of a sudden, we're coming up on this hook, and you know, I don't remember. BJ used to say, "Hold on a lot." Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hold on. You know. Well, this was a real one. This was a real oh. hold on, right? So we went. I mean, there's no way I'm making this turn, by the way. There's no way mm-hmm. that I'm making this turn. We got chains on there, you know, the whole thing. I, went, I started doing the best I could do, coming around that bend. It was just too big. So all of a sudden, we go off the road, right? Oh. Off the, with the, um, we got the chimp in there who's going like, the chimp is like this. You know, he's like, what <laughs> the hell? You know, he's yeah, jumping he up. He knew it was a problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. he knew it was a problem, too. The cameraman never stopped filming. Of Give him a lot of credit, of man. Good, these camera guys. Sound man's in the back. You know, they're all sitting up in the, the, the bunks. And the director, everybody. And all you hear is, holy, it got real quiet. I mean, really quiet. We went off that side of that. You know, and you know up there, it's just trees and trees, yeah. spotted trees. Sure. We're coming down through the trees. <laughs> through the trees. And here comes the big one. Uh-huh. Here comes the big one. And we get right to it, and it stops right in front. Of, we stop right in front of that tree. And we wow. all just looked at each other like, Holy crap! You made it. And the chimp's like, you know, <laughs> I'm calling. I ain't my doing agent. any more shots. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm calling yeah. my agent. Yeah. That's right. a fake, isn't it? Right. Wow. Yeah. That was so. And the great thing is, they had that on the gag reel at the end of the year. Uh, they had the. Every, it was a memorable thing for everybody. You know, getting that. Oh man! So you yeah. actually did you learn to drive that truck for the show, or did you know how to drive before the show? I, I learned, no, I, I knew how to drive because I had all those great experiences. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, as far as driving an 18-wheeler, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no I, I mean, I, as far they as sent the me trucks. to Wally Thor's Truck Masters, and, and I think I got my license <laughs> in three days, you know. 
So, but it was a lot easier than getting it. I went and got it again because, and, and now I practically have to sell them the truck in order to get it the second time in LA. Yeah. So you got to tear it apart. And, but I got it the second time. But, but yeah, I, I, I uh, you know, I drove it. I drove it for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All wow. right. So what, what's, what kind of car do you drive today? I drive a RAV4 and I drive a Prius. And I drive an old van that I go to Home Depot and pick up all my supplies <laughs> with. <laughs> That's it, you know. An yeah. old van. Yeah. 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 Okay. I drive a, you know, we got the, the new RAV. That's, that's a great, we, it's good. We like it. I like that car. Uh-huh. You know, when I'm, I'm, I've never, you know, been like a real car guy. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't have to have the best car on the road. I just want to get around, you know. Mm-hmm. And in L.A., all I want is something that isn't burning much gas and, is getting great miles because all we do is sit in traffic. So, you know, yeah, yeah, you got you know. that right. What was the car that got away? The car that you used to have that you wish you could have back? Well, that would be that Lexus I got. I bought this Lexus, but I don't really wish. Uh, maybe. I mean, if I could have had, if I could have moved the uh, emergency brake on it, I would have got wanted it back. It was that sand, beautiful sand color. It was a. Uh, uh, it was the coupe, the Lexus coupe. Oh, I okay. Do you remember yeah. that coupe? Yeah. Yeah. What was it? The three. I think it was kind of a bathtub. It was ninety one or something like ninety yeah. ninety one. Yeah. And it had it had the gold lettering and all that. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I paid like sixty grand for this thing, uh-huh. and I lost twenty five grand when I drove it off the lot, and I sold it maybe two years later. No. Oh. And. You know, I, it's not the car I want back. It's the money I want back. Yeah, <laughs> but what yeah, I lost yeah, in that car, yeah. you know. Oh, well, that's an interesting and honest answer. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think we've ever gotten that one. Yeah. That is pretty good. Yeah. All right, so then you know what you'd want to buy back. What would you want that you've not had? Everybody's got car? the list. I'd probably take a Tesla. Tesla. Probably one of those Teslas, man. They're pretty nice. Three Series yeah. or the big one? Uh, maybe we'll go with if, if, if you go if you're talking about the wish list, I'll take yeah. the, the sleekest, biggest, most beautiful yeah, Tesla okay. they make. That would be nice. Because that's, you know, I mean, it's electric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to drive anything personally that, you know, that, you know, I, I want to get rid of the, we got to get rid of this, all this burning of uh, fossil fuels, right? Sure. I mean, I, you know. Have you ever heard of the Fisker Karma or the Fisker? No, mm-hmm. no it's a, that's a hybrid electric car. Yeah. Huh. And it's, uh, it came out before Tesla, powered by a little GM engine up front. So it would give the electricity and it, and it operated much like a, a diesel train does where the engine provides the electricity. But the car runs on electricity, it also not had on solar the gas. Power oh, right. in the, uh, in the roof. solar in the roof. Yeah, that for basically recharging. recharged all. Was the AC or something what was it? inside the car? Yeah, and I don't think you burn. can generate much enough on a roof, though. For, no, not no, a, no, not no. A, mostly for cooling. I think, right? I believe Pops so. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. the air yeah. conditioning, so your cooling and that kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, because yeah, otherwise it's running off the engine all the time. Well, that's interesting. I just didn't. When you've you've done a lot of roles, obviously, since BJ and the Bear, played the bad guy a lot. Um, which do you like better, good guy, bad guy? I like I, I like them both, but I mean I, I like the uh, bad guy's more fun, you know. Except when you got to get shot and beat up at the end, that's always yeah, the bad part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that kind of you know, yeah. he get punched around. And, uh, no, uh, I, I like the comedy was is a lot of fun, you know. I mean, I so good guy comedy, and I love that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they're both they're both fun. I, the bad guy, it's great because you can kind of, if you can build a little niche for that, you know, it's a, yeah. in the future, I mean, you're not going to necessarily be leading man all the time, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But the New Jersey accent helps on the bad guy part. Because everyone thinks everyone from No, the, that's a rugged, yeah. that's yeah, a, rugged a rugged cowboy yeah. kind of thing, don't you think? A cowboy from New Jersey? 
Well, I've done a few cowboys. See? Yeah. I can alter this. Uh, you can. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I did too. I'm, I'm from North Jersey. So <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, yeah. good to see you. Yeah. yeah. Who, who's I feel so there? alone suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you done any, like, um, voiceover stuff as far as, I don't know. There's so, everybody seems to be doing a cartoon. Or, or yeah, a, I uh, never did that. I never really? got to do that, no. That's interesting. No. It's an interesting. Uh, it's just so, there's so much stuff out there. Now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I did voiceover. I've done a few voiceovers. Uh-huh. So I've had a, uh, like Michelin. I had Michelin wipers. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. Um, a few. Yeah, not that many. I, I I might get might put more effort into. I'm building a studio at my house. You know, recording studio. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, one one of the, uh, you know, we got the the room for you know, doing voiceovers or ADR. Or, that's uh, do your own production. Yeah, do your own production, that kind of thing. So very good. Yeah. So are you working on anything right now, or anything coming up? Yeah, working on music, a lot of music. I've got, I've still got this project I've been working on for a few years now, but I, I finally got it done. It's, uh, I recorded with uh, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Really? Uh, we did it in uh, London at Abbey Road, and I play the piano, and I got eight pieces, so sixty-five piece orchestra, and uh, if you go to evigan.com, my. Uh, to website you could you can get into put in just well you, need, you don't have to pay anything just put the pre-order in if you're interested in it you, and uh i'm gonna be previewing that for people you know so wow. it's, it's different kind of music but it's it's nice it's you know you're becoming john tesh john hey yeah. john go. he's a good guy uh-huh yeah very good and you have good kids friend. that are in the biz yeah now my son with the uh music he's mm-hmm. he's really taken off he's had this uh 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 Girls like you, you know, the girls like you, da, 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 mm-hmm. Adam Levine. Yeah. Um, so that was it. He he's writer on that and producer. So, oh wow. Uh, yeah. So he's he's doing very well now. When it comes to stuff <clears throat> like that, I mean, you obviously know the the acting biz and you're you're in the music a little bit. Is that something you could share as far as how the how tos with your kids or how does that or did they learn from other sides of the business? How did that come around? Well, it was something that they always saw me doing, like my. You know, my daughters, my son, my son never, he always went for the, uh, the music. He was pure with the music. He, you know, now he's, I think now he's, he's kind of, he likes the acting a bit. You know what I mean? He's been doing all these spoofy things they're, they're posting and, you know, which includes some good acting or crazy acting or whatever you want to call it. But, but they've always watched dad go to do the shows and, and, and do the uh, TVs and the movies and that kind of thing, all the different series so they've been around it enough to have that. I I know my oldest daughter Vanessa. She, you know, that's how she started. She started out when she was eleven. She really had the, she had the bug. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't stop her. You know, she she had the bug. So I you know I tried to do all sorts of things like uh, go get a play and come back with the witch's broom. You know, uh-huh. and uh, you know next day she had a play. Wow. <laughs> and now I got to take her to rehearsals. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. And then uh, the youngest one, Brianna. She never, she was really into uh, the dancing part of things. You know, she, she was a cheerleader. She was a cheerleader squad. And then she turned that and parlayed that into the dance, like the hip-hop dancing. And then she uh, ended up teaching dance uh, wow. in, uh, in a really rough part of L.A. And, and then that turned into getting Step Up. She got Step Up 2. And wow. she did Step Up 2 and Step Up 4. She was the lead in those. So, wow. though, so I couldn't. I'll make a joke, you know, I, I couldn't get one doctor or lawyer here, you know, <laughs> not one, you know, they, they were just too influenced by it, I guess. And uh, they made it their own. The great thing That's with my, my son, I mean, he, with the music, he definitely made it his own. He's got his own deal. 
his own thing going. He's built his own empire now going, you know, so. Are they also like dad, a, a Prius kind of guy, or do they have other kind of cars or what? They're, they're hybrid thinkers, man, all for right, sure. Right, yeah, they got the hybrids. Right. Yep. They all got the hybrids. All you right. know, well, my, my daughter, the oldest daughter is living out in Tennessee, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. So. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of trucks out there, you know. Yeah, so, so pickups. not the hybrids as much out there. Hybrids. I've seen those country music videos. Yeah, they mm-hmm. got trucks and old cars everywhere. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, rifle racks in the back window. Awesome. Actor Greg Evigan at the Hollywood Show. For more information on Greg and his talented family, head over to evigan.com. That's E V I G A N. Now, coming up, Hot Rod Bob and I talk about 1930s-era Ford trucks, custom cars, and junior drag racing with Tom Stark of Precision Designs and his son Blaine from the United Pacific booth at the 2020 Grand National Roadster Show in Pomona, California. Tom, where are you guys located? All the way in from Denver. Denver. That's right. You know, one of the differences between Denver and here, we don't shovel sunshine. No, you don't have to shovel sunshine at all. (laughs) No. How the weather is? What is the weather like right now? I'll tell now? you what. You know, January it's been uh, it's been really nice actually. We've had weather in the 50s and 60s. Oh wow! And sunny and, and yeah, uh, yeah. It's just Southern California weather, really. I've got a friend uh, from here who moved up there. Became part of a car club called the Detonators. Oh yeah, the Detonators. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we saw him at Bonneville this last year, covered in salt. Good so for him. Huh? That's kind of, uh, as I understand it, that's an occupational hazard when you go to Bonneville. <laughs> well, yeah, isn't it? you definitely do. I mean, his car—it was primed when he started, and it was wooded. It was white when we when he after yeah. he ran. Yeah. I mean, it was just, and that he was covered. He he showed me his shirt. It would stand up by itself. It was so covered in in <laughs> yeah. salt. When it answers back, that's when you have, that's a, when problem. You have a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. going to say his so, his blood pressure went up so high wearing that shirt. Yeah, you well, got to stay away from salt. There's no yep. place on earth like Bonneville, right? No, there's no, nothing like true. that. You know, it's Tom, amazing. You, what kind of automobiles do you, uh, what kind of work do you do at your design? Okay, place? so, you know, we do uh, a little bit of everything, really. We've uh, we, we built 32 Ford pickups to 2018 Riddler cars. Every, Riddler? Everything in between. Yeah, 2018, Johnny Martin and I, uh, we teamed up, uh, our yeah. shops teamed up, I should say, and we won the Riddler. Wow. Silver 57 called Imagine. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now I know the car. Yeah, that was oh, us. Oh, that thing is yep. so slick and smooth. Yep. yep. How long yep. did it take to put something like that together? Well, that car had been under construction a long time, been through a number of shops, and, and uh, we had it for five years, worked on it five years. Wow. And when I say we, Johnny had it at his place, so he's south of me about four hours. Yeah. Um, and then I had it at my place, and he had it at his place, and I had it at my place, and that's how those cars go, you know. Wow. That's a long bit. you got to be a patient owner. I'll well, to go win the Riddler like that, that's yeah. not just building a 32 Ford. No, you know? no I mean, no. it, it uh, that car was built to do a job, and that was to go win the Riddler award. Okay. And we had a heck of a start to begin with, and yeah. we kind of pushed it to the finish line. All right, now you built one of the uh, United Pacific pickup trucks a while ago, and it's just flat cool. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, okay, so I bought a bunch of truck cabs, and um, we had started to... Uh, uh, you know, build some cool like shop truck, if you will. Yeah. And uh, that's your truck, by the way. Isn't it is. It? It's mine. I had I bought a bunch of cabs and was selling them off. You know, as normal, and I couldn't get. Uh, I nobody wanted to give me anything for this one, and it was really nice. It just needed the typical rust repair. You know, the doors were okay. You know, that kind of stuff. So hey, go ahead. So I I ended up building a chassis for it, and uh, you know, set the body on it and tried a few things. I wanted it super low. I yeah. yeah I wanted that. That Southern California, like the roads are decent, drivable, yeah. low. Yeah. 
they're changing, let me tell you guys. On the way in, it was not oh, smooth yeah. anymore. Anyhow, Thank you, um, United Pacific had seen what I was doing with it, and I was talking with John and David about it, and um, you know they were happy enough to help us with some with some products. Okay. And had had their uh, lots of their sheet metal on it, their fenders and doors, and I was a little skeptical on um, how good is this stuff. You know, I'm gonna have to yeah. work on it just like you have to work on original stuff. You know, right? Uh, seriously, bought fenders and bolted them on. Wow. And they fit. Wow, is right. You know, and I mean, you had to put the fender brace in it and stuff like intended, but really, you couldn't tell that it was an aftermarket replacement fender. It looked pretty good, right? That's good, yeah. And so we hauled it here in my booth um, several years ago now, and um, these guys really liked it. Today, we want to we want to help you here. Let's, okay. you know, we want to use this with you, you know. And we're building truck parts. And okay, you know, so. We want to, you know, we want you to try some doors and see how they fit. And my doors fit pretty good. My original doors were yeah. nice. You know, they weren't bad by any means. They needed lower skins and whatever. Yeah. So I was going to work on them. And um, uh, David sent me some doors when he got home. And I, you know, I got them like, yeah, let's see what these things look like. You know, the fenders were pretty good. Yeah. And I put new hinges in it and the new doors and left my original hinges, you know, the ha second half of the hinge in the cab, original cab. Mm -hmm. And literally dropped the pins on, shut the door, and it fit. Wow. The and, gap. And for those people who are who build cars like that, it may not sound like that's a big deal, but it really is a big deal. I yeah, agree. That's hours upon hours of labor. Well, we had set aside, you know, a whole week to prep this thing to, to bring it back, you know, and make sure the doors fit. Because right. that's what we're selling, you know. And mm -hmm. and um, I didn't need a week. I needed a few hours. Wow. That That's and that's a benefit to your customers Absolutely. that you're building cars for because that's hours saved in, in cost. You know, and that allows us to uh, uh, work on the car. Let's have fun with the car yeah. or the truck. You know, let's let's not spend money and time fixing the rust, fixing fixing yeah. the project before we can have some fun with it, you know? And you can put money where you want exactly. to, not where you have yep. to necessarily yep. do it. You know, my doors were good. The structure was good and everything, but it needed lower skins from the belt line down. Yeah. And that's not hard. You know, we, I can yeah. make that stuff. That's what we do. You know, we have power hammers and Bailey equipment and Yoder and all that stuff. And and um, we don't need to do that. Let These guys already did that for us. Let's save the time and make some fun parts. Right. Good. I was just going to say, but it takes time to do it the old-fashioned exactly. way, if you will. And right. while you can yep. do it, yep. it's certainly yep. different that you have an opportunity to. That's, Who's that over there? That's my little guy, Blaine. Come, Hi, come Blaine. on, Blaine. Come, here. come on back here, come Blaine. Come on back here, buddy. Come on back here. There you go. Hi, Blaine. Blaine, the next the next generation of he hot is. rod builders. Yeah. Has he has he begun to learn about all the tricks? Oh boy, you know I gotta tell you this this guy's following my footsteps, and uh -oh. I don't know if that's good or bad, you know. But <laughs> yeah. we're uh, he was with me and and built parts of the truck. We're talking about the, the little truck. Yeah. And um, you know I got him running the hammer, and if you, you go on my website or my Instagram, you know yeah. I've got video of him running the hammer and <laughs> really making wow. some little blisters for the firewall and some of that stuff. You and know? that's but, a lost art. You're gonna have the skill that many people have forgotten, and you're gonna be in demand. You know that. People are going to want you working on their car. So, so we have junior dragsters as well. There you go. And this is one of one of my drivers, if you will. You know? Well, you know the junior dragster the program is an excellent program. Erica Enders, three-time 
top pro stock champion. Yeah. Started out in junior dragsters. Leah Pritchard. Leah Pritchard, yeah. who we've interviewed. Yep. Top fuel racer. Started yep. out in junior dragsters. Yep. Sean Bellamere, double B funny car champion. Junior dragsters. My son even started out in junior dragsters. He doesn't do anything on cars that I own. No, he doesn't. But, <laughs> but he did like it because he was the same age as Erica Enders and, er and uh, Leah Pritchard. So he liked going to the races to see them drive. But yeah. um, you like it when you see the girls drive? It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Don't see a lot of them anymore. You can put a microphone so people can hear what he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see a lot of girls driving anymore. You haven't been to Southern California. We oh. just had a junior dragster race last weekend at Irwindale. There were at least 30 girls driving and winning. Wow. So tell them about your sister's car. Uh, so my dad just finished, uh, uh, started it from scratch. Yeah. And rebuilt uh, a junior dragster and changed up a lot of it. It's pretty fast. Cool. Now, what? Uh, how, how quick are you running right now? Uh, 890. 890. All right. How old are you? Uh, 12. 12. All right. So you're going to get down to 790? Yeah. We had a junior out at the track last Thursday night, electric. They're going to let him run. He ran 786 at 98 miles an hour. Oh, what? Wow. That is quick. And they're all scratching their heads now going, well, we have an ET limit, but we never thought about setting a mile an hour limit. And by the end of the night, he was at 99 miles an hour. Wow. Ay, caramba. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. you know, and the thing is, is you have people say, well, that's just a kitty car. And I go, well, at 12 years old, how fast were you driving? Right. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. So, some right. of these cars are faster than a, a regular race car. We, yeah. his, his 60 foots were 1.7, right. which is equivalent to a 12-second car. That's a fast car. And at half track, he was at uh, 5.1 and 790. He ran 7.86 on one run. Wow. So the thing hooked wow. up really well. Very yeah, good. that's pretty cool. Wow. That's really cool. So United Pacific bodies. Yes. Components. You have the bed. You have the fenders. You got yes. the doors. Yes. And uh, you know everything. Everything that they're supplying is is pretty good stuff. You know. And, and David wanted feedback from me. How'd they fit? How'd they go on? And I said, "You ain't gonna believe this." But they went right on there. And he goes, "I do believe that. That's that's what that's what it takes." You know. And, and yeah. he's keeping. Um, you know, he's keeping good track and of the quality and the parts that they're building. You know, the fact that that, that cab right there is, is built like Henry built it. And okay. so you can use it for replacement parts. So if you need a roof skin, which how many of them trucks are out in the desert sure. with, yeah. with the roofs all caved in? Well, we metal finished mine, yeah. and I have hours upon hours and oh, push yeah. and dents, you know. Why would you not buy a roof skin and bolt it on? Exactly. And I, when I built mine, uh, my car had been in a fire, so yep. the roof had collapsed yep. in. Yep. We had 40 hours just impounding it out and yeah. trying to get the shape right. Then we skim-coated it. Then yep. we had to block it. And here, you can just buy this and weld it in place. Yep. Yeah. I mean, in the back panel, how many of those? Yeah. Your your They're luggage, your cargo, they get beat into the yeah. into the back of the these cab. Were, these were work trucks. People yeah. did not buy pickup trucks in the '30s as a personal vehicle. That's right. fact. It was a work truck. It yep. was on the farm. It was hauling stuff, junk. They tossed stuff in the back. It was an expendable vehicle. That's basically what it was. It was yeah. everybody hauling things around. It right. was a purpose. There was a reason yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah. Not to look cool on the streets, which well, a lot of the trucks are nowadays. It right. was transportation. Yeah. Right? In the 30s, it's transportation. It was, it was a work vehicle. Yep. It was not a personal vehicle unless you couldn't afford a second vehicle. It just right. amazes me after right. all these years how many of those vehicles are still around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're still around. You know, even even today, you go hunting early iron and you got to look. But, but it's there. It's yeah. there. You can find it. But like we said, 
you can find the early iron, but the amount of money you're going to spend in getting the body ready for paint right. is going to be greater than what it costs to buy a brand new one from United Pacific. Right. And all you've got to do is, is maybe a little bit of block and a couple of touch-up spots, shoot it, you're done. You know, even um, you want to buy one, but you want a chopped one, right? Yeah. Even a five-window or a truck. Yeah. Well, you ain't going to chop an original car as easy as you're going to chop a new body. No, they're straight. You they're just fine. go straight to cutting. You yeah. don't have to repair anything. You don't have to fix the rust. Anything. Right. You don't have to, all that stuff. Right. You just buy one and start having fun. And over years, just through, even through good usage, they bend. They bend. They warp. Yeah. You and know, one thing my truck cab was, as nice as it was, is it wasn't square anymore. Yeah. So you got to push the door openings back square to get the doors to work. And that stuff's not hard, especially for me. It's not hard. It just takes time to do it. Yeah. You know, that's just what it takes. All right. So if someone wanted to contact you to have you do work or build a car for them, what would they do? Yeah. So you can you can find me on the web, Precision Designs Fabrication. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at okay. Precision Designs. Um, it's really easy to find me if you Google Black Mac fire truck. We didn't talk right. about okay. that. We didn't. In 2011, I built a fire truck. Okay. Um, and it we debuted it at SEMA. We won a Mother's Choice Award with that. Wow. Wow. Um, it was. Uh, it was the best thing I did for my little company, you know. Um, it's it's really, really cool. It's big great. and black, big shiny wheels, gold leaf on it, and it was Viper powered and did burnouts. That's Tom and Blaine Stark from Precision Design in Denver, Colorado. Hey, thanks for listening. Please share our show on social media. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. Leave a comment, and if you're on iTunes, rate us and review us. I'm thinking 5.0 would look pretty good, and tell us why you like the show. Thank you in advance for helping our podcast grow. Our website, Radio com knx1070.com and our personal site talkingaboutcars.net remember to follow us on social media facebook twitter and instagram and remember very important subscribe share retweet or both subscribing is easy it's absolutely free until next time i'm randy cardoon join me and hot rod bob as we have some fun talking about cars this has been a two tired guys production